Hello and welcome to this first episode of the NE Ice Hockey Podcast. In association with The Gate, we'll be looking each week at the goings-on of the world of North East Ice Hockey, covering the senior men's teams of Newcastle, Whitley, Billingham, as well as women's hockey, junior and rec. My name's Craig Simpson, and with me is a man who is, to factual reporting, what the charge of the Light Brigade was to sensible military operations. Hi, I'm Malcolm Shields. We'd love to hear from you with your comments on Happy and, of course, on our show. You can contact us in a number of ways. And what are those ways, please, Craig? You can contact us by email, podcast at march74.co.uk, or text, starting your message with N-E-I-H, and the number is 60300. And you can phone our rant line, leave a message, and we can play it in future shows, 01312 So plenty to get through in this first edition and we'll start with looking at the week's headlines the Whitley Warriors moved to within a point of winning their first league title for five years after a 6-2 win in Blackburn they can now only be overtaken by the Newcastle ENL side and the Vipers host the Warriors in what will be the final league game of the season on February 28th the Warriors are also in the finals weekend for the Northern League which takes place in Fife on the 21st and 22nd of April and Whitley are second in the Northern League standings behind the unbeaten leaders Fife Flyers Staying with Whitley Warriors, former warrior Alan Yarrow has completed the takeover of Australian League outfit Adelaide Avalanche. Alan moved to Australia some three years ago now, and after successfully setting up the first-based pro-shot hockey soccer with his wife Lindsay, Yarrow, nicknamed Rocket in his playing days, has said that former NHL hardman Steve McKenna, who is now Australia's national coach, will be one of Avalanche's imports for the coming season. The Mobile X Vipers endured another late defeat going down 2-0 in Sheffield and then had match at one of the Elite League's new rinks called off at the 11th hour for the second time this season. This time Manchester's Altrincham Ice Dome wasn't ready. Billingham Bombers were edged out 6-4 in the Northern League by Blackburn Hawks at the Forum on Sunday. 24 hours earlier they'd gone down 10-1 in future having only 10 skaters including an under-14 player. Bombers still however have a stay in the North title race playing the ENL Vipers at the Metro Radio Arena the night before the crunch game with the Warriors. Oh, Bombers win would see Whitley take the title. And finally, staff at Whitley Bay Ice Rink this week were found trawling eBay looking for a new Zamboni after the present machine finally gave up the ghost in the second interval of a Whitley under-19 game. The rumours are this new machine will be as up-to-date as the 1970s. There are headlines from the Northeast World this week. We move on to a in-depth look at the senior teams and uh, for, for, for young Smith I know this will be a bit hard as a follower of the big blue machine uh, but we're going to start with Whitley Bay and the Warriors so they're a point away from the English National League North title in the finals of the Northern League it's been a, a successful season down at Hillheads Indeed it has Craig indeed it has I was talking earlier in the season um, when I went down to see him um, he said he was looking really, really looking forward to the challenge ahead and he seems to have uh, stepped up to the play um, don't know how successful they're going to be against the uh, ENL Vipers in the uh, in the final game of the season there, and they have a bit of a vested interest 
successful uh, yes there's definitely a successful season at Hillhead Simon just qu- Simon as a, as a player coach when he was at, at Newcastle did he did he ever see Simon as a player coach um truth be fair and uh, Simon is a friend of mine I'll, uh, as well, I'll not mind us saying that um, I wasn't too sure to be honest uh, he's a very very good player very experienced player but uh, of course there's always the transition between se- successful player and successful coach but Simon seems to have crossed the bridge with uh, with ease to be fair so uh, all, all the best to him um, for of course the ENL title race and then again um, in, the, in the finals there at the end of the season so you've, you've probably seen Whitley Bay more than I have this year. Um, any players you would say catching your eye? Obviously they're like well, Paul Cully, Simon Leach, things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, of, of course you've got Simon's experience, but then you've got uh, other experienced players like Carl, um, Tyndale, uh, Andrew Carter there, another former Dylan Wood. Um And of course there's some good young players coming, uh, coming through the ranks like DJ Good, for instance. At, uh, at Whitley so yes it's, uh, it's looking successful on the uh, on the coast and uh, one of Simon's comments to us uh, earlier in the season there was that he was looking forward to working with uh, with the younger players uh, like DJ Good for instance so uh, yeah all looking good uh, at Hillhead so come down to it um, if the Vipers E&L site can beat Billingham on the on the Tuesday comes down to Wednesday to head to head for the A&L North title uh, the Warriors won 9-6 in the corresponding fixture head on the block Malcolm where do you see it? Hand on heart uh, Hand on heart or wherever you want Definitely uh, definitely a tough one definitely a tough one um, I think it's going to be a case of experience versus uh, useful exuberance and uh, oh it's a tough one to call, but uh, I can see the Warriors experience uh, coming coming through. To be fair, in 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 relation to the Vipers, um, oh, you put it on the spot here, Craig. But um, no, I think uh, it it may be a Whitley win. A Whitley win. Oh, see, I mean, I'll, I'll, when I come to A and L, I'll obviously put my my point of view when we come to talking about the A and L Vipers. But that's uh, for that. Um, from the Whitley point of view, obviously. Uh, as as people listening will no doubt tell, we're no by no means experts on Whitley Bay. Uh, we are hoping to get somebody who knows what they're talking about, <laughs> which would be a change. Um, but also, we obviously want to hear from the Warriors fans. If you want to put something in an email or on a text message or on a rant on a, on the rant line, and we can play the play the comments. Uh, we'll obviously give you the details earlier. We'll give you them again at the end, and we'd like to hear from you. So we're uh, moving on the A19 now and it's the Bremers turn to go under the, uh, the Smith spotlight to keep the way to Flincher on uh, Saturday with a bit of a short bench. What do you make of that, Craig? Well, yeah, it, it was a... Uh, I mean, Flincher's always a tough place to go. Um, these side rinks in the middle of nowhere to start with. Um, and Flincher are a very experienced ENL side. The Bombers went down, they only had 10 skaters. One of those was an under-14s player. Um, and one of just coming back from injury shouldn't really have played, but he pulled the shirt on for the cause. And um, they were down, I think it was something like seven or eight goals after two periods. Finally went down 10-1. Um, nothing but praise from the from the Bombers fans that I've seen on the on the forum room. will have you 100% effort from the lads. Couldn't be faulted. Just one of those things. Unfortunately, injuries, work commitments, unavailability. Being with, with only 10 skaters, uh, as I say, an experienced team like Flincher. You're never going to get away with, with with that down there. 
and uh, the, the following night it was a home game with Blackburn however uh, another another reverse there uh, 6-4 a disappointing result from, from the Billingham point of view and it also does mean that the uh, the Bombers can't make the, the A&L North playoffs they can't get into the top four now so um, not that their season's finished we'll mention that in a minute but um, a disappointing home for the particularly for the home crowd putting all the effort in a way to flincher in front of you know, possibly a handful or so of, of Billingham fans, but in front of a, a decent home crowd, and going down to the loss against Blackburn. Oh yeah, coming uh, coming coming back to the Bombers and their uh, their uh, influence on the end of the season there, or coming up to Tyneside on Tuesday, looking to perhaps to gift Whitley uh, gift Whitley the title, do them a favour. Well, yeah, I mean, as I said, well, Billingham are out of the title race; they're not even in the playoff race, but they can have a say in in where the title goes and they'll not want to um, make it easy for Newcastle uh, local derby games are always interesting and um, it'll, be, it'll be a good one I mean, I, I expect the, the A&L Vipers to come out on top um, but by no means will it be a walk in the park and, and certainly not um, a walk over victory that some are, I mean, people are already going straight to Wednesday's game against Whitley but it's um, the team I'm, I'm sure will be looking at Tuesday before they get anywhere near the Whitley game and It'll be a tough one, but I expect the, the the bombers to give the Vipers a, a hard game, a tough game. Hopefully, get a few people in the building as well from from Billingham and from the the Viper side of things. Get a good atmosphere going, um, and I say Billingham will give them a good game. Possibly not come out on top. The Vipers just too strong, but it'll be a good one. And as obviously as we said before, with the, the Whitley fans, any Billingham fans listening in want to put their point of view across on the on the on the bombers, get me teasing. Um, again, they can drop us an email podcast at march seventy four dot co uk. Text N E I H to six zero three hundred, or you can ring our rant line zero one three one two zero eight zero seven zero six. So we go to the uh, BMI Baby Elite League now and the Mobile X Vipers, and unfortunately, it was uh, it was those from down the road. <laughs> Uh, yes, Vipers going down to a late heartache defeat on Saturday as Sheffield bagged a 2 0 win, scoring in the 53rd minute with a deflection and then following up with an empty net. I saw Young Smith, it was a, a typical road performance from the Vipers, uh, shutting down the opposition, trying to sneak a goal on the break. It didn't quite come off. Unfortunately, not Craig, unfortunately, it didn't, uh, didn't work against Sheffield on uh, Saturday. It's worse for them in the, uh, in the first final last season, but uh, no, not. Uh, not to be this time, uh, obviously a uh, hot break uh, for Willie going into his, uh, his former his former home, if you like, and uh, the, the same for David Longstaff. But uh, no, unfortunately not. Uh, the, the plan didn't uh, didn't quite come off on Saturday night. And uh, I mean, a, a loss is bad enough, but a loss to the Steelers. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a tough one to uh, to take. Any loss is a tough one to take. But uh, yes, against the Steelers, I mean, everybody's uh, I'm sure stood up um, in the words of the stone to eight uh, Sheffield. But uh, in a sort of strange way, it's a uh, mark of respect uh, to the organisation. I think in all of uh, Sheffield and the likes of Mike O'Connor and Dave Sims have achieved uh, over the years. Not forgetting, of course, uh, our former general manager Clyde Toole who was involved at, uh, at the height of Sheffield's success, if you like. So, uh, although everybody likes to uh, to dislike the Steelers, if you like, um, it could be t- turned as a mark of respect to their to their organisation. And of course, they are uh, 
somewhat of a form team at the moment in the Elite League. Well, I was just going to say that they're, they're probably the, the form horses. I mean, they're up the third in the, in the standings, uh, which we'll, we'll, come, we'll mention them later on. Um, but they're only sort of three points behind Belfast, and they've got something like ten of the ten or eleven of the last twelve games they've won. So um, obviously Belfast are, are wavering a bit. If, if Coventry ever slip up, I mean, they don't look like them, but if Coventry do. Sheffield are the, are the form horses, and uh, the the derby of the the M1 corridor. Uh, Sheffield have gone above Nottingham, so that'll be something to cheer the cheer the Steeler fans. <laughs> Sorry, getting carried away with that now. Um, but going back to the, to the game Saturday, it was another yet another man of the match from Mark Lee. Yes, uh, Lee's really uh, stepped up to the plate, and uh, I mean it, it doesn't come as any surprise. Um, to be fair, I don't think uh, only put his uh, put his faith in uh, Lazy for for a good few years, for a good couple of years now, if you like. So uh, I think Mark's just uh, just just repaying his coach's faith, um, and of course he's got the likes of uh, Richie Lawson there from the ENL team uh, breathing down his neck. So if uh, if Lazy was to make the mistake, then uh, Richie's obviously going to be going to be well in there, and uh, he was backing Mark up uh, the other night there at the Metro Radio Arena. So uh, yes, no surprise uh, that Mark's playing uh, really well because uh, I've seen him in training. I've seen him uh, on the on the bus, long bus trips, um, where he hasn't got a chance of getting a game. So uh, dedication, you can't uh, you can't fault Mark for that. So yeah, no surprise that uh, he's stepping up to the plate at the moment. Roy Castle will be pleased with the dedication, won't he? He certainly will. He'll be getting his trumpet out. Uh, move up, move forward to Sunday. Um Obviously, Vipers were going to be the the opening opponents for Manchester Phoenix in the new ice dome. Uh, the minor drawback was that the ice wasn't ready, which is just a little problem for a sport which is played on ice. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it creates a problem as well for Manchester. They've got 14 home games left this season to fit in between now and the end of March, so they've got obviously got a, got a problem down there. But the yeah, feeling about this, it's another one. It's the second time it's happened to the Vipers. They obviously went down to Cardiff in in December. That was that was called off. An hour before, this was a bit earlier, four hours before, but still uh, another unfinished rink. Yes, uh, again uh, a sad adverse for the sport, uh, a little bit like the Zamboni there in the middle of uh, Whitney's rink, if, if, if you like. Um, of course, you've got to you've got to feel for the team, um, you've got to feel for the for the fans who booked uh, up their hard-earned cash to uh, go along there to Manchester, and uh, some of them have obviously stayed over in Sheffield on the. Uh, on a Saturday for yeah, a wasted trip across the Pennines as opposed to the uh, game against uh, Belfast at the, uh, the House of Rust there if you like um, on uh, Sunday was uh, scant consolation for, uh, for the, wasted, uh, the wasted trip to Manchester but on the other side of the coin you've also got to feel for uh, you know, the likes of Andy Costigan um, a guy who basically lives for Manchester I talk club has given a lot and a lot of time um, so a dedicated fan, um, if ever there was one, I'm sure he'll be as gutted, and the Manchester fans will be as gutted as uh, as the Vipers fans were on uh, on Sunday there. And as you say, so many games um, between now and the 25th of March, it's uh, it's doing Manchester no favours. Yeah, they've got games in hand uh, when you look at the standings, but uh, games in hand at the come at the end of the season, uh, you're playing three times a week. Sometimes don't uh, don't mean a thing if they're not turning into points. And uh, as the games back up, and I don't think uh, they may turn into the uh, the vital points that they need in the uh, in the chase for the players for the uh, the end of season. There, 
So yeah, not uh, not a good advert for the sport at all. And obviously it means for the, the Vipers as well, they've got another trip down to make to Manchester. Um, almost certainly it'll be a, a, a midweek, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday or whatever. Um, so it's obviously putting pressure on the Vipers as well. They'll be playing maybe a, a double weekend and tacking this midweek game on top. So it's affecting the Newcastle team as well as the others. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, everybody's fixtures backing up there. It, uh, it creates no favours for... Uh, anybody and obviously guys are going to be uh, not putting in a hundred maybe not looking like they're putting in a hundred percent when they are simply because they're, they're exhausted from uh, from travelling and then obviously playing two, three, four times a week depending on how many excuses uh, you've got to cram in so like I say not uh, not a good advert for the sport at all to be fair and as of the moment we're recording this it's it's Wednesday it's still not ready I don't think the ice isn't, nobody's been on the ice yet no, no, not uh, not not good at all. Um, various comments flying about about uh, what Manchester's going to look like, uh, the fact that it's it, where it's built and all this sort of thing. But uh, as as they say, uh, for a sport played on ice, then uh, you, you really need the ice plant uh, to be up and running. It doesn't really matter if the building falls down. To be fair, as long as the uh, as long as the ice pad's there. So uh, no, not a good advert for the sport at all. Yeah, well, we'll just if the building falls down, we'll just play outdoors. Good enough for the NHL. Indeed, it is. It's uh, it's good enough for our friends across the pond. So uh, what's what's good for them is uh, it's good for us. And of course, uh, our North American friends on uh, the respective teams uh, probably wouldn't uh, have their noses about that. Uh, lastly, talking about the the elite team, it's it's two years just this past week since the current ownership group took over. Um, looking at the, the franchise, I hate that word franchise, but. Looking at the the Vipers now to the, when they were taken over, uh, it's a bit uh, it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? It's uh, it's in the words of the old hockey expression, night and day, Craig. It's uh, the team's basically unrecognisable. Uh, I feel from uh, from the, from those days. Obviously, uh, people some people say dark days, but uh, what you've got to remember is uh, Daryl Olmos was the guy who basically gave Newcastle um, ice hockey club back to the fans and uh, that can never be taken away from them obviously there's other issues that go alongside uh, side that and uh, it's easy to say oh well we're, we're this now we're that now but uh, I think people soon soon forget uh, what, what the guy did so yeah um, maybe not uh, maybe not the good times if uh, if I'm fair but uh, as I say you can't uh, you can't take it away from, uh, from from that guy, but uh, like you say, um, unrecognisable from uh, from the, uh, the the first uh, sessions, obviously that Paddy and uh, Rob and uh, Paul walked in on. I think. I mean, it's you're talking about the the, the dark days on the ice. The BNL team was as successful, if not more, at the moment than than the elite team. Obviously, won the Finders Cup twice, second in the league, runners up in the cup the last year. So on the ice, things were kind of. Okay, it was it was behind the scenes where where Daryl possibly struggled, and this is where the the new the new group of obviously putting that right. It's it's taken a while to get things in place, but obviously they brought in the general manager and, and getting things turned round off the ice as much as on it. Indeed, yeah, I think uh, it's a fair comment to say that uh, the on ice product was uh, was very good back then. Um, obviously, guys put get guys playing for each other as they are now. But uh, I think maybe just a little bit of a, a little bit more help now. Um, the likes of Jamie and Ali coming in, and uh, young Andrew there, 
um, getting everything right off the ice there, the schools program going well, all that sort of thing. So yeah, looking uh, look, looking rosy at Viper Towers um, right now, if you like, I think. Excellent. But we'll finish there and we'll move on. Uh, Black weekend for the uh, Vipers ANL side, but of course two huge games coming in midweek. Uh, home to Billingham on Tuesday, and then Clash of the Titans, if you like, Wednesday night at the Metro Radio Arena when the Whitley Warriors come to town in the final game of the season. What uh, what are you going to make of those two then, Craig? Well, as I was alluded to them earlier on, but um, I mean, on, on the face of it, it's it's dead straightforward for the for the ANL team, the Vipers ANL team. Uh, they win two games they win the league it's on paper it's, it's that simple um, but as we know I mean derby games you, as a Durham lad you, you'll know the, the, the sort of added spice of a derby game the, the Durham Whitley's obviously not to be re- recreated but two derby games in two nights Newcastle Billingham then Newcastle Whitley um, and hopefully we'll get we'll get some people through the doors as well the A&L team have been playing some um, attractive hockey they're a young team. They're a fast skating team, a skillful team. Uh, they've still got a bit of edge to them as well as as any Newcastle team kind of does. But uh, they've been playing some excellent hockey. Uh, and it deserves a it deserves a, a good a, a good <coughs> get me words out. It deserves a good attendance to to watch it as well. So two two great games in prospect. Yeah, now side as you say, basically um, unrecognisable from the from the team of last season and um, a couple of. Uh, Star players, if you like, uh, now, now in the side. So, uh, any response to that? Yeah, well, it's, uh, probably Peter Wind's influence as much as anything. Bringing in, um, it was a conscious decision, I think, to to make the the A and L team um, a young, fast, skillful team. Uh, I mean, Michael Allenson, who's been with the Chiefs as they were through the the, the A and L Vipers um, last year, was possibly one of the younger players. Um, this year he's, he's kind of the seasoned pro, if you will. Um, he's, he's the old kind of the old head on the team. So that was Peter Wins brought in the likes of Ben Campbell, Jez Lundin, a couple of lads from Hull, Esdas and Cobley. Uh, we've got Jamie Tinsley who at 16 is in the GB under 18 team. We're obviously at, at the back we've got uh, Richard Lawson in net who's been in uh, fantastic form. Um, so that as much as anything, it's, a, it's an age thing. But last year's ANL team was. It was an experienced team. It was the old Sunderland Chiefs team. Guys who've been playing a long time, um, possibly relying more on the physical hockey rather than skilled, skillful hockey. So the this new A and L team, I say, they're fast, they're skillful. They've still got that edge if required. And as I said earlier, they've been playing some good hockey. Well, tough then um, for the Vipers. Two wins and uh, they've got the title. How do you see it going? Obviously, I said. Um just before there, but uh, it, it may go Whitley's way. But either way, it could uh, it could swing it could, it could swing towards the Vipers there, as you mentioned, the, the likes of Jez and uh, Ben Campbell, Richie Lawson, that guys like that. So, uh, how do you see it going? Right. Well, put my my head on the block. Um, first of all, obviously the, the Billingham game, as I said earlier, um, it'll be a tough one, but I'm, I'm I'm confident the Vipers will sort of come through that one. And it, it it depends what they've done on the on the Tuesdays to how they'll respond on the Wednesday. Um, the corresponding match at at Whitley it was it was pretty nip and tuck until till late in the game. Whitley took it away nine six in the end. Um, I'm expecting more of the same. And like like you say, the Warriors' experience against the Vipers. What do you say? Youthful exuberance. Indeed, I did. I don't know. It's it's. <sighs> I'm going well. Just to be just to be awkward, I'll say Vipers. By the odd goal in six or seven, oh, you can have the odd goal in six. 
Vipers by the odd goal in seven. There you go. And then uh, a link to the league league side, if you like, uh, going back to Richie Lawson and uh, Dean Holland, who moved up last week. Do you see that as a good move? Obviously, the two guys have been uh, been training with the uh, elite league team this season, so uh, a good move for the two lads. Well, it is. It's it's something that the um, when the Vipers took over the whole Sunderland club and brought it under the Vipers umbrella, it it gave a a club structure and a progression that people could see from from the juniors up to the senior team in the ENL, then to the senior team in in the Vipers, and obviously so far they say we've had uh, Cal Hewitt. Uh, ben Campbell now taking regular shifts uh, with the Elite League team. Jez Lundin, the last month or so, he's come on um, regular ice time in the Elite League as well. And as I said, just this last week or so, Dean Holland and Richard Lawson have, have stepped up. Richard more as, as much out of necessity as anything else to back up Mark Lee while Peter Robry's recovering. Um, but Dean as well, he's a as I say, he's a prospect. Um, I've missed Nathan Taylor out as well before the Nathan Taylor fans shouted us. Um, They've all been getting regular shifts, the ones who've already been with the Elite League team, so uh, getting these guys on board, as you say, they've trained with them, and it shows that there is this progression, and it's going to be good for the future that you've got this right the way up from under-10s up to under-19s, and then the senior A&L team, then into the Elite League, so it, it can only be good for the future. So then, Vipers fans, um, if you'd like to get your uh, your thoughts across, of course, again, it's podcast at march74.co.uk. Text your message to NEIH and it's 60300 on that one. And then, of course, we've got the rant line on 01312 Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I would like to talk about the, the juniors as much as anything as well, because obviously all three clubs have got a, a, a very thriving junior sections. Um, we were going to have um, the Doyen of Northeast Junior Hockey. Harry Black on to talk about things. Harry's not available, unfortunately, um, but we do have a couple of highlights to mention from the from the team's uh, junior results this past week. Um, under 12s, Whitley Arrows uh, had the derby game against Billingham. Uh, <laughs> Whitley Bay sneaked past them 23-1. So that was uh, Harry Hall. He was getting stuck in there. Six goals. Kate Ord four. Ben Richards four. Johnny Zajac three. Uh, Callum Queen and two, Adam Fillinson, Ryan Dobinson one each, Scott Winyard, Natasha Crozier there one each as well. So plenty of goals there for for Whitley at under 12s. Uh, at under 19s, both Newcastle and uh, and Whitley, sorry, were in, were in action. Uh, the Newcastle under 19 Vipers were at Blackburn uh, and they won 6-1. A hat trick from Lee Esders, who was one of these players from Hull that I mentioned earlier on. He's playing under 19s and ENL. Uh, prospect Jamie Tinsley, Nathan Taylor, and Rich Emerson scored uh, one each. Jez Lundin four assists. He's been the, the Tony Hand of the under 19s team this year. He's always getting bagfuls of assists. Uh, so the the, the under 19 Vipers still with a chance of winning the under 19 league. But to do that, they need to get past Sheffield, um, who maintained their 100% record by beating Whitley 6-3. Um, the Braves took the lead, but Sheffield came back, and uh, it was only for Braves netminder Thomas Murdy, uh, who actually got his senior start a week or so ago in a Northern League game up in Fife um, to, to great acclaim as well. He kept sort of kept Whitley in it. Um, it was 4-3. 
to Sheffield late on but they scored two goals in the last three minutes to take the game away so Sheffield Steelhawks and the Newcastle under-19s Vipers are the sort of and Nottingham Pumas I think they are they're the three teams contesting the, the under-19 league and the last junior action to mention uh, the Newcastle under-10s went down in Nottingham um, that was in a challenge match but the under-10s um, more or less are a, are a completely new team there uh, last year they, they had paired up with Bradford I think it was to make sure they had enough players so the Newcastle under 10s a brand new team this year um, so they've they've been sort of learning the ropes as it were and the most important thing at under 10s anyway that they just get on the ice and have fun so but there's plenty of junior stuff obviously going on um, we'll try and get Harry on in the coming weeks to talk about highlights and also forthcoming games that people might be interested in the junior hockey going on obviously you've seen some yourself Malcolm Indeed, um, a lot of uh, a lot of exciting uh, prospects, as they say, in uh, in the junior team. It's always good to see the little ones uh, getting some ice time and uh, learning sort of basic skills, if you like. Obviously, uh, everybody wants to be on the winning side, but uh, at that level, it's, it's as much about the taking part, I think, is uh, and getting interested in the in the sport, because obviously, if you can get uh, if you get the younger ones interested, it's the uh, it's the lifeblood of the game. Um, you've just got to look at. Uh, the uh, the Vibers, um elite league side to uh, to see junior players coming through from uh, from Whitley Bay from uh, Billingham and um, obviously from from the old Durham club there uh, Sean Johnson Jonathan Weaver and then of course you've got the likes of uh, Lattley Simon Leach um, David Longstaff still um, obviously with the elite league team and uh, guys like that Michael Tasker who's uh, no longer um, around in the northeast anyway. Um, guys like that uh, coming through, and everybody, I think, uh, at like the under 10s level, alluding to uh, to become one of those players. So, yeah, um, definitely an exciting time um, in in relation to the ju- in junior hockey. Yeah, it's a big it's a big part of the clubs as well. So we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that and say we'll try and get Harry on board. Um, what Harry doesn't know about junior hockey isn't worth knowing. So we'll we'll try and get him on board next week. Uh, the region also has a, um, a thriving rec scene, um, changing the, the tact, if you like. And we'd like to give uh, those teams a mention. So if you'd like your side um, to be cover, covered, make sure that Harry gets uh, a copy of your game sheet. And uh, you can also patch your details onto us here. So uh, drop us a line, as I say, um, any IH podcast. And the podcast email address is uh, podcast at march74.co.uk. Text. N-E-I-H to, and your message to 60300 or the rank line again 01312 080706 Hey what's the record player Bonnie lad? Now a little, a little feature we're going to just change tax slightly here um, it's a feature we're going to call iTunes, and we know a big part of the match night entertainment at the hockey is the music that played pre-game and during the stoppages as well um, so we've asked, we've asked you a couple of weeks ago to, to start sending in your, your favourite hockey songs um, unfortunately the plan initially was to, to try and play some of them but um, this, this thing called copyright I don't know if you've heard of it Malcolm but apparently they won't let us play these records calling them records showing me age so we'll give them a mention and uh, later in the season we'll try and get a, a chart a chart list together a top 40 if you will um, and the, the North East favourite hockey songs but the first the uh, first first one we've got in um, it's from Simon Boardman um, and we've, we've picked him he's obviously a, he's a Geordie but he's exiled in a small town in Yorkshire I don't know if you can tell 
<coughs> he's at Sheffield University, um, and the songs he's, he's chosen for, uh, and Malcolm, you may be sure your record knowledge or otherwise on these as well. Um, uh, the song Boom by P.O.D. Um, yeah, yes, a, 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 a top tune there, Craig, a top tune. <laughs> you liar. Um, Bodies by Drowning Pool. I've heard this one mentioned a lot on... It's it's a regular discussion on the forum as well, so I've, I've heard this one being requested a lot. Bodies by Drowning Pool. Yes, Malcolm? Um, if I'm perfectly honest, no, Craig. <laughs> Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Ah, uh, yes, the, the the killers there. I, I know them well, I know them well. Um, should be locked up. <laughs> and this last one, um, a band I believe you may have heard of, ACDC and Thunder. Even I've heard of that one, Craig, yes. Uh, my limited record knowledge, it's uh, your age again there. Yes, I've, uh, I've heard of that one. So obviously Simon's going for the more the, the rock the rock side of things. I think there's a split in the, the music, isn't it? The, the rock side, and then there's the people like the, the dancey, dancey chav side. So we'll see what people come in with. But again, if you want to send in your choices, and we'll, we'll see, we'll put this into some sort of chart for the end of the season. Um, so boom, POD, bodies by drowning pool, Mr. Brightside by the Killers, and Thunder by ACDC. So thanks to Simon for sending those in. We'll give you the details at the end as well. If you want to drop us a line uh, with your favourite tunes, and we'll play them in our Why iTunes segment. Turning our attention now um, to a, 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 sport that, uh, a part of the sport, if you like, that I've uh, a bit, of, a bit of a vested interest in. I'll put my teeth in. And, uh, the ladies' hockey, all northeast, all the three northeast clubs have got uh, successful ladies' teams. Obviously, Billingham and Whitley um, in Division One North, uh, and uh, currently joint joint top and pushing for promotion. And then, of course, uh, my team, if you like, uh, the Newcastle Lady Vipers, defending Premier League champions and uh, top of the table at the moment, but uh, played a few more games than uh, than their opponents. Last weekend, just uh, Whitley scores, having the game-winning 9-2 against the Coventry Phoenix, Craig. Yes, details on this one, few and far between, Markham, but we have managed to find out some of the details. Uh, Whitley goal scorers, Becky Kasner managed four goals, and Sarah Smith, three. Uh, that's the only details we have on the scoring. Only other stat. Uh, penalty minutes. Coventry nil. Whitley 62. So the score's chipping in with their brand of Whitley hockey too. Uh, so I say that was the only game. So Whitley joint top now with Billingham. Um, we'll come to the, to the tables momentarily. Um, and obviously mentioned fixtures coming up as well. as a couple of fixtures coming up. But the ladies hockey is it. It's an area you're quite interested in. I'll just mention at this point as well that there's uh, three of the Newcastle Lady players in the GB squad playing in Co- in Coventry in Sheffield uh, from the 5th of March in the Women's World Championship. So we'll, we'll look at that in a couple of weeks' time. Right, we'll move on to talk about the look at the, the the league standings then after the the latest round of games. Start in the Elite League. You give us your your two pennies on this as well, uh, Smith. Uh, yes, so the Elite League, Coventry. Our top 60 points from 41. Belfast 42 games, 55 points. Sheffield 44 played, 52 points. Nottingham played 44, 51 points. Cardiff 41 played and 48 points. Manchester just played 36 games, so they've got a lot of games in hand as we said earlier. They've got 40 points. Uh, The Vipers 42 games, 39 points. They're in seventh place. Uh, Basingstoke 42 42 games, 39 points. Um, so they're the, the last team in the, in the playoff spot and then just outside the playoffs 
Uh, Hull 42 games 35 points and Edinburgh 42 games 33 points Tied at the top and uh, tied at the bottom uh, to, to be fair I think Craig um, the, the title is not, uh, not overrun by uh, any stretch of the imagination and of course you've got the uh, the chase to be in the uh, the playoffs and I don't think any teams at the uh, at the lower bo- lower sections of the league can uh, can afford to uh, to let up just yet because I don't think uh, anything's guaranteed. So yeah, tough tough at the top as I say, and uh, also tough at the bottom. In Edinburgh, since they lost those three um, like star players, if you will, hardly stopped winning games. So Edinburgh, even though they're six points adrift at the moment, you probably can't can't count those out either. No, I don't think uh, you can you can count anybody else uh, at the moment. Everybody's got to uh, keep their foot on the gas. I was just talking to uh, John Weaver there from the uh, the, the Vipers last week. Uh, he, he was saying that they just desperately need to uh, to get points on the board. Um, games in hand, as I said at the top end, don't uh, don't mean a thing come the end of the season when you're trying to uh, to jam three games, maybe four games into uh, just over a week's space. So uh, no, nobody can uh, afford to let the uh, let the throttle go just yet. I think. Right, we'll go to the AD1 English National League North. Uh, obviously, this is where the the action is. Uh, Whitley, 17 games, 28 points. Newcastle, 16 games, 25 points. So that's those, those three points. Obviously, Vipers with a one game in hand. Uh, Sheffield, 17 games, 21 points. Blackburn 18 games they finished their season 20 points Flincher 17 games 19 points uh, Nottingham 17 games 19 points Billingham 17 games 16 points Bradford 18 games 10 points Kingston 18 games 10 points and Grimsby 17 games just the 4 points for the Grimsby Red Wings yeah um, huge uh, huge games coming up with North East interest there uh, in the in the coming week or so, and uh, again nobody can uh, let that foot um, off the pedal just yet. Um, obviously, bullying maybe just out outside of giving themselves uh, any uh, silverware or anything such as that uh, right now. But obviously they'll be uh, be looking to uh, to put one over on the Vipers, and uh, at the same time I'm sure they'll be looking at Whitley and saying, oh, well, we don't want to uh, don't want to help them in their uh, and their title chase either, so uh, I think it a lot less could depend on uh, William just uh, j- just now, not uh, not for their own uh, their own interest, but uh, the interests of others. So maybe it will come down to uh, how many friends the Billingham players have got on uh, each of the respective teams. I'm sure it won't, but uh, there's an argument that, uh, that 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 could be uh, that could be coming into play, and then obviously Whitley and Newcastle battling uh, battling for the title there. So. Uh, Huge games uh, coming up in the uh, in the uh, Eardale North. Looking at the, the North playoffs as well, there's only Whitley and Newcastle guaranteed a top four finish. Uh, the other ones from Sheffield, Blackburn, Flintshire, and Nottingham can all finish either between third and sixth. So those those closing games as well of all Sheffield, Flintshire, and Nottingham have got a game left. Blackburn have finished there, so Blackburn holding on at the moment in the last playoff slot. Um, so interesting to see who makes up the, the group of four to go forward to the ANL North playoffs, and obviously the 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 big final, the English National League final, North against South, uh, is played in Coventry on EPL finals weekend. So it's another um, incentive for the teams to to do well in the playoffs. Indeed, it is. Um, everybody likes to uh, to get to the end of uh, 
end of season playoffs and the playoff finals and uh, the weekend low, lesser spectacle, if you like, than the uh, than the elite league playoffs. Uh, I remember last last year how uh, how exciting it was to be uh, to be a Vipers fan to be part of. Uh, that weekend, so yeah, nobody's going to uh, going to let up in the chase for that either. So even though if you're not going for the title, um, you, you're still going to be uh, you're still going to be looking to the uh, the playoff finals weekend because uh, that's just just as important, I think, as uh, as the title race itself. Right, we'll go to the to the ladies section now. The women's Premier League, as you, you alluded earlier, this is your vested interest. Currently top of the league, the Newcastle Lady Vipers played eleven. 16 points uh, they're clear of Guildford but the Guildford have only played 8 14 points Bracknell played 9 12 points Slough played 5 1 5 they've got 10 points but they've got loads of games in hand uh, Sheffield played 9 10 points Kingston played 8 8 points Cardiff played 6 obviously they're, they're affected by the Cardiff rink situation as well uh, played 6 7 points Solihull played 11 4 points Streatham played 8 3 points and this year's newly promoted team Nottingham played nine, unfortunately lost nine, and they are pointless. Yes, I think the uh, the title hopes of the uh, Lady Vipers don't lie in their uh, in their own hands anymore. Um, if I'm if I'm perfectly honest, obviously there's a there's a lot of hockey still to uh, be played. Um, maybe not for the uh, for the ladies themselves, but uh, considering the other teams, but uh, I think the, uh, the 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 dark horses. If you like, and that maybe not as dark um, anymore, or uh, definitely, definitely smile um, coming up to the uh, to the arena there just uh, the other week, um, showing what an excellent side they are. Um, in uh, unfortunately taking the uh, taking the lady fighters apart somewhat. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all uh, it's all tough at the top, tough at the bottom, especially for uh, newly promoted Nottingham who will have enjoyed uh, last season, if you like, and. Uh, Getting a few uh, few wins under the belt every week. Um, alas, it uh, it wasn't meant to be um, for Nottingham this year. Struggling somewhat uh, against the uh, the Premier League teams, um, such such as Newcastle, Slough, Guildford, Bracknell, and and the like. But uh, yeah, so uh, a tough tough one there uh, for the ladies as well. So are you in a roundabout way then? You're tipping Slough for the title then. Um, I don't know about that. As I say, I think there's a there's a lot of hockey to play. Both uh, Slough are a really uh, really good team. The uh, fast skating, they can move the puck around well. Um, and as I say, they unfortunately the uh, the taught the ladies somewhat uh, something of a lesson, um, if, if you like. So, uh, no no disrespect to the girls, um, but uh, Slough were the uh, unfortunately about the team um, on that particular day. But uh, again, going back to the. Uh, Manchester situation um, games in hand don't uh, don't mean a thing if you don't uh, convert them in, into points for the board. Right. Well, finally then on the league tables, the women's division one North, and uh, if obviously Nottingham won this division last year, and then won the promotion playoff, so uh, again incentive for the teams at the top of the, the women's division one North. Billingham and Whitley both played ten, uh, both got eighteen points. Billingham slightly the better goal difference, and so the one nine lost one each, and then below that you've got Telford played eight twelve points, Coventry played nine ten points, Flincher played eight eight points, Sheffield played ten six points, Peterborough played eight one point, and Blackburn played eleven just the one point. So Billingham and Whitley uh, going head to head, 
obviously we haven't had a chance to see much of much of the the, the Division One ladies hockey. Um, but it's good for the for the northeast teams being at the top of the table. Indeed, it is. Um, it will be really nice to, uh, to to get all three uh, women's teams up in the uh, in the Premier League. There, perhaps it will not uh, it will not happen in the short term, but uh, it will be an ideal to uh, to have all three uh, ladies teams um, fighting it out at the uh, the top of the table, and we can uh, get about the likes of uh, Slough, Bracknell, and Guildford uh, and the uh, Southern Monopoly if you like, um, for the ladies' top teams. So, yeah, it would be nice to see a couple of derby uh, games uh, creeping into the uh, into the ladies' fixture schedule against uh, against Whitley Bay and uh, obviously against Billingham down at uh, the Forum there on uh, Teesside. So, yeah, maybe one for the uh, the future to have uh, all three ladies' teams in the, uh, in the in the Premier League. Excellent. Well, we've just covered the, the senior tables. If we want to have a look at the junior tables... Uh, I highly recommend going onto the EIHA website. It's uh, updated regularly. Uh, Mark and Preenad does an excellent job. All the junior tables: www.eiha.co.uk. All of from under 10s right up to under 19. See where their respective teams are in their standings. So just to wrap up, we'll uh, we'll have a look at the games going on uh, this week, this coming week. Uh, starting the Elite League um, Saturday, Vipers taking on Hull at the arena. And Sunday Vipers, it's double home weekend at home to Nottingham. Uh, any thoughts on those two games briefly? Uh, a three, a three point weekend uh, for the Vipers, I think. Three point. Oh, we'll see. That'd be interesting if that's the case. Uh, the ENL North, obviously, we've been mentioning it all, all bloody day. Uh, Tuesday, the Vipers against the Bombers. Wednesday, Vipers against the Warriors. Both seven thirty at the arena. Obviously, we've said our pieces on that, so we don't need to go over those again. Uh, the Northern League, both uh, Whitley and Billingham have got home games in the Northern League on Sunday. Uh, first of all, Billingham take on the Dundee Stars, and obviously Northern League you're allowed a, an import. Um, Dundee have got Jeff Marshall, but I don't think he's playing at the moment. But we've also got Patrick Lockie, who's a bit of a bit of a player in his time. Two names, uh, two names that I remember well from the uh, from the past uh, in the days gone by, if you like. So uh, a tough one for uh, tough one for Billingham if uh, they're coming up against two guys like that, I think. And the Warriors, as we mentioned, um, at home to Solway Sharks, and the Solway Sharks, a, a, a Durham name from the past for you, Malcolm. Uh, Kevin Conway is yes, uh, definitely a super Kev there for me as time with the other Kings as he was dubbed. So uh, again, a, a, a tough game, I think. The River Kings was 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 Kevin Conway not the decent one. Gretzky was the great one. Conway was the decent one. Um, but yeah, he's still banging in the goals for Solway. But Whitley, as I said, said at the top of the show, second in the Northern League standings into the playoff finals for the Northern League. So uh, Whitley obviously looking to to win that one. Uh, onto the women's scene. Uh, women's Premier League uh, Saturday. The Vipers at home to Bracknell. Twelve noon at the Arena. Two points for the ladies. Ladies, right? And uh, lastly, Women's Division One North. Uh, there's only Billingham in action there, away to Coventry. And um, as we saw from the standings, Billingham at the top, Coventry mid-table. So you would expect Coventry mid-table. Uh, Billingham to uh, to put one over on Coventry, yet yeah. And and move ahead of of Whitley just in the standings there. So that's the games going on this weekend. Again, junior junior games. Um, if you go to the, as I mentioned earlier, the EIHA website, um, there's a link you can go to to find out all the fixtures per club, 
uh, if you fancy any junior games have a look on there as well so that's just about it Morgan indeed it is that's, uh, that, that's it for this week so thanks for taking the time to listen and we'd love to hear from you on the podcast or any thoughts on uh, North East Heights Hockey or indeed on the show you can contact us in a number of ways as we've said on uh, email it's podcast at march74.co.uk on text start your message with N-E-I-H and then send it just clean please to 60300 or of course there's the rant line on 01312080706 so this has been the neishockey.co.uk podcast produced in association with The Gate Uh, thanks Malcolm and obviously I've been Craig Simpson we'll talk to you next week goodbye and that's goodbye from me Thank you.